I want to turn in the scripture, the gospel of John, chapter number 4. I want to read some verses here and try to give you what I feel the Lord has burdened my heart with for the service this morning. And just a simple thought, but the Lord began to deal with my heart yesterday and throughout the night and woke up again this morning, the Lord dealing with my heart about this. And so I want to try my best just to wait out and trust the Lord to help us and to say through us what He won't say this morning to your heart. John chapter 4, let's stand together if you're physically able and willing to do so as we read the Word of God together. Gospel of John chapter 4, I want to begin reading in verse number 43 and read to the end of the chapter to verse number 54 of the Gospel of John chapter number 4. Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. So Jesus came again into into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. There was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. As he was now going down, his servants met him, and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'm interested this morning if God would help me for just a few minutes on this little word again. In verse number 46 and again in verse number 54, we find the word again. Verse number 46 says, So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where He made the water wine. In verse 54 it says this is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. I want to preach this morning if God would help me. I've been instructed to do so by the Holy Ghost on the again work of Christ. 
The again work of Christ. The word again means once more. Or to do something further. And we find it here twice in the verses that we read this morning. But we find it numerous times in the public ministry of Christ. That He did something again. And on my heart this morning, and I had not thought about it, the Lord had not brought it to my heart until I was sitting on the church pew this morning while Brother Tim was teaching. I don't know who wrote the song. I don't know about their spirituality. But the Lord brought it to my heart this morning that somebody wrote a song, He'll do it again. And that's really what I want to preach on this morning is, He'll do it again. He can do it again. If there's something in your life that you're facing that maybe He's done before, and maybe you feel as though that He's exhausted His work in that area. He has done that for you aforetime. There have been a time or a place in your life that you have asked Him for what you're asking now. And maybe you feel as though He's done it before, but the Lord said, and I tell you this morning, that He will do it again. And all through the Scripture, He does it again. And there are times and instances and circumstances in the Word of of God about the ministry of Christ where He was again. He did again. It became part of His ministry to do it again. I want to tell you this morning, He'll do it again. I sat there and began to think about that song and I don't know all the words. I can't think about all of them this morning, but I can remember the ones the Lord's let me remember this morning. And the writer wrote, you may be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten. Maybe that's where you are this morning. You feel like God has forgotten where you are. Has forgotten who you are. Has forgotten what you're going through. But the chorus said, He'll do it again. He'll do it again. It said He's always come through for you. And He's the same now as then. When you look back on all that God has done, that's what the writer said, just take a look at where you are now and where you have been and you'll come to the realization He'll do it again. And He will this morning. I began to think and I just want to preach how the Lord has given it to me and touching me to do so this morning about the again working of Christ. I began to think through the Word of God and I just asked the Lord to help me. And there's so many places, it's so numerous in the Gospels alone that we could, time would not permit us to go to every verse in just the four Gospels where the Lord did something again but I have some that he's put on my heart this morning and I thought about here that he made his presence known again in verse 46 he came again into Galilee I'm glad for every time that I've come into the house of God or I've been through something in my life and I felt like that I'd experienced the presence of God for the last time that there was no way I could ever experience the manifestation of his I understand that he always 
always abides with us. That's the abiding presence of God. I thank God for that. He said it never leave us and never forsake us. Go with us always, even to the end of the world. But there is a manifested presence of God as well that surpasses and goes beyond just His abiding presence. And there have been days in my life that I thought I'd never experience the manifested presence of God again. But I sure am glad He's done it again in my life. He made His presence known again in Cana of Galilee. Oh, he had been there before. He had done great and mighty things before. He had turned the water into wine before. But I'm glad he didn't stop there. But he made his presence known again in Cana. Oh, there were so many places he could have went. So many things he could have done. And the reality is we pick up reading in verse number 43 and it says, Now after two days he departed thence. It's speaking about Samaria. He has left Samaria where he must needs have went through to meet this woman at the well that nobody else could help, that nobody else wanted to help. And there is a great testimony of the fact that he didn't please himself. He pleased the Father in everything that he did. All the city was believing on him. All the city of Samaria was moved about him and not just because his miracle but because his word. They were so captivated at his word. They wanted him to tell him more. They besought him to stay and abide with them. And so he stayed two days. But he left a land where everybody wants to hear him to a land where they won't believe unless he does some great work in front of them. But he had to go. Because there's a nobleman there whose son was sick. And so he had to make his presence known. Leads me to believe. And there's other places in the Scripture I could take you to that he'll come for just one. If you're the only one here this morning that God is speaking to your heart, he might have just come for you. He might have come by this way again just for you. He may be making his presence known in your heart again just for you. It might not be ringing in anybody else's heart, but if it's ringing in yours, you better thank God this morning for the again word of God in your heart. He makes his presence known again. Not only does he make his presence known again, but he does miracles again. The Bible said he came here and this nobleman's son was sick. And the Bible said he was at the point of death. The nobleman cried out and he said, come down ere my child die. He said, it's getting serious, Lord. And we need some help. You've already turned the water to wine here. We know what you're able to do. But thank God He does it again. I mean, where would the nobleman's son? I don't know if I can preach this to you like God put it in my heart last night. But I sure am glad if we could find the nobleman today and say, you glad he does it again? He'd say, oh yes. If he hadn't done it again, my child would have died. These are only the two miracles. There are no more in the Gospels that are recorded that he does in Cana of Galilee. But what if he'd have stopped at the first one? What if turning the water to wine was all he did? But thank God he did it again. He did a miracle again. And it was for the nobleman's son. The nobleman would have been without hope and without help had it not been for the again work of Christ. How many times in your life has he performed a miracle again? Oh, if he had stopped at the first one, I mean we wouldn't have anything really to complain about. 
I mean, salvation's the greatest miracle that you'll ever get in on. It's the greatest miracle that's ever recorded in the Word of God. A greater than raising the dead, greater than healing the sick, a greater than making the light to shine, greater than parting the water, a greater than anything is the salvation of a soul from eternal damnation. But what if he had to stop there? But thank God he didn't. He hasn't again worked in the life of the people of God. There have been days that I've faced things and so have you. And I've had to go to my prayer place and say, God, if you don't do something, I'm not going to make it out of this situation. There have been times I've come up to the place that this nobleman was and said, Lord, if you don't do something, it's going to end up bad. There's no way out. I can't fix it. I have tried. I can't get myself out. I'm not going to make it past it. It's going to take a miracle, God, for you to move in my heart and do what needs to be done. But I'm glad he didn't say, I already done the miracle when I saved you. I can't do no more. Oh, but I'm glad he hasn't again worked. And he's done miracles again and again and again in my life. I could stand here and tell you about all the times that he's done the miracles. When it looked like the writer said there was no way, I'm glad he made a way. When there ain't even a way, he can make a way. You say, well, he just took another route. There's been days in my life there wasn't a route to take, but he made the way to go oh yeah I'm glad he does it again I don't know if it's coming across like I want it to this morning but it's all up to him I just want him to help us he's been a help in my heart and I want to tell you he can do it again it doesn't matter what you're going through and I don't say that without sympathy I sympathize I feel for you but what I'm saying is there's nothing too big you may say God's already fixed my family before can he do it again yes he can do it again you say God's already done this before I'm glad he can do it again you say I've already asked him before ask him again let him do it again for you the again work of Christ I'm glad he can do it again I'm glad he can make his presence known again I'm glad he can do miracles again I mean I'm just real simple this morning I know that but it's all about him Everything I've got to say this morning, I'm glad it's all about Him. Ain't nothing I can say about me. I can't help you. If you're looking at the preacher this morning for help, you better look beyond me. I can't help you. I love you this morning. I'll do anything I could for you. But the reality is, I can't help you. But I'm glad I know a man who can. So look beyond me and see Him. It's His work. It's His ministry. And He can do it again. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he made his presence known again. I'm glad he did miracles again. I'm glad he prayed again. Oh, I got to reading that last night. He got to turning over in me again. He took them disciples and he left them, then took Peter, James, and John a little farther and he left them. He said, Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation, the spirit indeed's will, and the flesh is weak. And the Bible said he went a little further. I'm glad this morning that ain't necessarily what I'm preaching on, but it is what I'm preaching on. He can go a little farther. When I can't go, I'm glad he can go. When you can't go, I'm glad he can go. When your friends can't go, I'm glad he can go. When your family can't go, I'm glad he can go. I'm glad he can go where we cannot go. And he prayed. And he agonized with the Father. Somebody wrote a song said victory was won at Calvary. I'm not going to 
uh, debate that. I understand the premise behind it. Thank God for Calvary. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, victory began at Gethsemane when He said, it's not my will, not ever my will, nevertheless, not anything less than your will be done. Right. And He prayed and He came back and He found them asleep. And he said, what could you not watch of me one hour? He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. And the Bible said, and he prayed again. And he come back again. And the Bible said, then he went away the third time and he prayed again. And he began to pray something like this. I don't pray just for these only, but for every one of them that will hear and believe on me through their word. And so what he was doing was not just praying for them and not just praying for them that crucified him, but he was praying for me and he was praying for you. And he prayed again. And thank God he did. He prayed for me and you. And thank God for the prayer of the again prayer of the Lord leads me to believe every now and again we need to pray again and I'm not talking about one more time just to go and pray I'm talking about them things in your life that you've just about given up hope on them things in your life you've ceased to believe that maybe God could work you've just thrown in the towel and said there's no use to pray why don't you go and pray again the Bible said Elijah was like a man like we are subject to like passions and he prayed and it rained not for three years and six months and then he prayed again and the heavens gave rain you say what was he doing he was following in the pattern of Christ of the again praying and we ought to follow the pattern of Christ and pray again pray again oh I thought about this turning over in me this morning while brother Tim was teaching he got over our own assurance he said the only thing better than being saved or as good as being saved is to know you are saved and have the assurance of it and the Lord done spoke to my heart that he's an again assurer he assures again I thought about over yonder we read in the gospel of Matthew John's put up in prison here's the man that baptized him in the Jordan River heard God the Father speak out of heaven saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove and light on him and John proclaimed him to be the Son of God the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world but now John's in prison for preaching the gospel he's a facing death doubts crept in on him because of his circumstance and he sent his disciples said go ask him if he's the one or do we look for another he said what did Jesus say well he didn't say now I'm going to tell you what you tell that rascal he didn't get angry but I tell you what he did he did that again work he said, go home and read it Matthew chapter 11 he said go tell John again the things you've seen that the deaf hear and the blind have their sight and the dead are raised and the lame walk and the poor have the gospel preached to them ain't that a miracle and within itself he put the poor hearing the gospel in the same category as the blind receiving their sight and the lame walking because up to this point it was a miracle nobody was interested in the poor but he was and he did it again I can tell you what I'd have done if I'd have been him I'd have got aggravated and angry with John I'd have said what do you mean asking me if I'm the one didn't you hear my father speak from heaven didn't you see the Holy Ghost you let 
for joy in your mother's womb before he was ever born. What do you mean he didn't say that? He just said, tell him again, assure him again that I am the one. Everything's alright. He may face death, but I'm still in control. I'm still in power. Everything's going to work out just fine. Assure God again, John again, I'm God. And maybe you're here this morning and maybe you've been hard on yourself. Maybe you feel like if you go to Him again and it may not necessarily be about salvation. Maybe you just need assurance that He's still got everything under control. That He's still able. Maybe you need some assurance about His power. Maybe you need some assurance about His plan. You say, God, I don't know what you're doing. I can't see the whole picture. I'm going to tell you there's no need for you to worry and fear about what He thinks. He's not going to deal with you in wrath. If you're a child, He loves you. He'll just assure you again. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. We're hard on John. But what if we were in that shape? What if we was in prison? What if we was facing death? What if we heard everybody else say and mock about him and say, this ain't really nothing. It's going to come to naught. You and I might doubt too. But I'm glad for the again assuring work of Christ in us. And he can just tell us again. Have you ever in your life just needed him to tell you again that everything was going to be all right. That's what I'm preaching about this morning. The assuring work. The again assuring work of Christ. Maybe you just need him this morning to scooch up real close to you and let you lean over on his bosom and say, Lord, I need to know one more time. I don't know how many times in my life if I was to be honest with you, I went this weekend and was talking to a brother and he resigned his church and had some trouble there and I'm not going to go into all the details. It's none of my business. But I, I sympathize with him and empathize with him. I had been where he was and been through what he was going through. And I said, brother, I said one thing I'll reassure you and know is that God will bring you to a place one day. It's not enjoyable now, but you can look back and see the plan and the path and the purpose of God to let you go through all that and to bring you to the place you'll be on that day and you'll look back then and thank God for all you went through to get you to where you are but right now in your turmoil just lean over on him and get him to tell you everything it's going to be alright oh there have been days in my life that I didn't know anything else to ask for but for him to tell me that everything was going to be alright. I couldn't see, Brother Tim, how it was going to be alright. My mind could not compute how it was going to be alright. But we gathered together and the time gets away from me. But here come in February, it'll be about three or four years we've been together and we went through all that period. I needed God to tell me that everything was going to be alright. That's all the most real time in my Christian experience and in my part of the ministry of Christ through all we went through God was telling me it was going to be alright and that wasn't the first time he had ever told me that it was going to be alright but I'm glad that he's in the again assuring word to let me know and to let you know that everything's going to be alright 
And I'm going to tell you, it's not been the last time since then that he's told me it's going to be all right. Had been some days I thought, Lord, I'm through. I'm just preaching, being real vulnerable and real honest because it's in my heart and God's helping me and I hope it's helping you. Had been days I thought, Lord, they're tired of hearing me. They need somebody else. They want somebody else. I'm done. I can't do it no more. But I'm glad God said it's going to be all right. I'll just go in and preach again. I'll pray again. Study again. I'm telling you, child of God, it'll be all right. I'll just lean over on his bosom. He'll assure you again. It's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he's in that again. Assuring work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought about old Paul as he walked down that road to Damascus and that great light shone around about him and he struck down the ground. He had a face-to-face conversation with the Lord. I mean a one-on-one conversation. You say, preacher, that's not in there. Oh, it is. Uh, Paul said that the apostles had to be, uh, they had to see the Lord and he said, last of all, he was seen of me as of one born out of due time. I don't know if he saw him on the road to Damascus. I don't know if he saw him in that season over yonder in the desert by himself. But somewhere along the line he saw the Lord. And it gave him some assurance. Paul said, what do I do now, Lord? Have you ever been in a place where you thought, what do I do now, Lord? I'm glad God had a word. God didn't have to sit down and analyze the situation. God didn't have to say, hang on, I'll get back to you when I figure it out. But God only had the plan. God already had the purpose and it brought assurance to the heart of Paul that God said this is what you do now. And all them years later after Paul been through shipwreck and he'd spent nights in the deep after Paul had been without food, after Paul had been destitute, after Paul had been naked, after Paul had been afraid, after Paul had been friendless, after Paul had received stripes on numerous occasions, after Paul had been in prison, now he's standing before them that have charged him with preaching the gospel. And Paul said, I defended the gospel. Paul never did say, I defended myself. He said, I told them about the gospel. The Bible said when he stood to give an account, he reasoned with them of judgment, righteousness, and judgment to come. Had Paul preached the gospel, had Paul said at my first answer, all men forsook me. And he said, I thought I was all alone. And all of a sudden, that same voice of it come by on the road to Damascus. All of a sudden, that same voice that I heard out in the Arabian desert, that same voice that come to me in the bottom of the ship when I didn't think it was going to make it, that same voice that was with me in the prison cell, it spoke up and said, Paul, they may all abandon you, but I'm still here, and I won't leave you, and I won't forsake you. I thank God this morning for the assured work of God. Oh yeah. You say, preacher, that's not for our day. Says who? I read in that red back hymnal, the writer wrote, he walks with me and talks with me and tells me I am his own. Now that's a man that's already saved, already knows it, but he said every now and again, I just need him to tell me again that I belong to him, he belongs to me, and assure me that everything is going to be alright. Now I didn't say this morning that everything's going to work out like you think. I didn't say this morning 
that everything's going to work out like you like or like I think or like I like but I did say this morning if you belong to him everything is going to be alright oh yeah that again assuring work of the Lord and I thought the Lord I'm about done I'm winding down this morning I thought as brother Tim taught this morning and got to talking about the Lord working on him I thought about all the times in the word of God where he taught the people again the Bible said in Mark's gospel and he sat down by the seaside and taught the people again and that's not the only place I couldn't read you all the places where the Bible would say something like this and he began again to expound unto them the scriptures you say what happened for you this morning preacher well I sat on the pew over yonder and brother Tim was up here teaching but he wasn't the one that was teaching me the Lord was teaching me again I thank God this morning he taught me again and I'm glad if tomorrow comes he's going to teach me brother Jordan again and if the next day comes I got assurance that he's going to teach me again I'm glad he don't teach me once and then expect me to know it all and live it up but I'm glad David said he knows my fame even that I'm dust and I'm glad every now and again he'll teach me again Oh yeah. He taught in language that could be understood. Nobody had ever heard a man speak like this man with such authority and such power. Yet his preaching, his teaching was so simple that even the poor, the common man could understand. I'm glad the Lord don't come to me. And I read after writers from time to time as the Lord leads me. And some of them, if I'm to be honest with you, I have a hard time reading after and a hard time following. They use language and terms that we don't use. And they had greater levels of education than I have. I'm glad God's not that way. I'm glad He don't come to me and speak in a way I don't understand. But I'm glad it's family language. He just talks real common and plain to me. That's what the, you say. You ain't got no Bible for that. I think I do. The Bible said Abraham talked to God like a man would talk to his friend I'm glad that's the way the Lord talks to me have you ever been riding down the road we get too formal sometimes I'm not knocking formality I mean I understand reverence and bowing and all of that but have you ever just rode down the road and you couldn't bow your head and you couldn't bow on your knee but you had a real good conversation with the Lord you say, what was he doing, preacher? He's teaching you again. He's trying to get you to understand again what he wants you to understand. And he taught you again. I thought about and the Lord started winding down in my heart last night and he's winding down in me this morning. All of these things would be worthless this morning that I've preached to you if not for two things. Thank God this morning that His presence comes again and that He does miracles again, assures again, and prayed again. All of them. Thank God for all of them. But I'm glad this morning that He got up again. He said, I, no man takes my life, but I lay it down in my own power. I have the power to lay it down. He said, I have the power to take it again. Because Paul said, If Christ be not raised, our face in vain. Thank God this morning he got up again. And thank God this morning it don't stop there. But thank God he's coming again. His again work ain't over. 
You may feel like he'll never do it for you again. And if he, I'm not saying that he will, not saying that he won't. I believe he will this morning. If you'll go to him, I believe he'll let his presence be known again. I believe he'll help you again. I believe he'll perform miracles again. I believe he'll give assurance again. But if he never does anything else again, he is coming again. He received up into, out of their sight and them two men in white apparel said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which you see taken away shall so come in like manner as you see him go away. You say, what were they saying, preacher? They're saying he's coming again. And I'm glad he is this morning. I'm glad my hope's not in this world. I'm glad my hope's not in the abundance of things or the lack of things that I possess. But I'm glad my hope, as was sung this morning, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I'm glad, so glad this morning for His again work in my life. And you're here this morning, I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, no questions asked, the Holy Ghost are leading and speaking to me. There's at least one here this morning that you need the Lord to do it again in your life. I don't know what the again is. If you need Him to show up again, if you need Him to do miracles again, if you just need assurance again, you need Him to do something again. And He's come by this morning through this feeble preacher for me to tell you He'll do it again. The writer said He's always come through for you. And He's the same now as then. You may not know how. You may not know when. But He'll do it again. And that's the truth this morning. Let's stand all over the house, please. I'm done.